What? Lieutenant, if I didn't know you better, I'd be hurt. But Hawkeye... I know what you want. What they all want. You think just because a guy smiles at you and lets you get in front of him in chow line, he's a pushover. Well, let me tell you something, Lieutenant. Forget it. I'm not that kind of a boy. You know, Pierce was saying only this morning what a... What a considerate, intelligent human being you are. I'm in love. That's nice. I'm sure. But uh, it doesn't explain your rather erratic behavior of late. Well, maybe it's because I'm in love and he doesn't even know I exist. Did you say he... Hi, you're listening to MASH 4077 Podcast. This is episode 7. I'm your host, Kenny, and joining me today are my good friends, Al. Hello. Meds. Gentlemen. And again, we have our special guest, Terry. Hello. Today, we're going to be discussing from season 1, episode 7, Bananas, Crackers, and Nuts. This is directed by Bruce Bilson. It was written by Burt Styler. Production code is J311, and the original air date is November 5th, 1972. Come on, let's get something to eat. Right after we get something to drink. Is that all you ever think about, drinking? I don't mind eating, if it's possible to make a martini sandwich. Listen, after having sandwiches stuffed in my ears for three days, I want some steak and potatoes. On an empty stomach? Be sensible. You have to have a martini first. Just one. One big one. How big? Picture a basketball as the olive. Okay. Okay. And we had some notable guest cast in this episode as well. Odessa Cleveland returned as Lieutenant Ginger Bayless. And Stuart Margolin as Captain Philip G. Sherman. Now, Stuart appears in a, another MASH episode called Operation Noselift. Uh, he's still acting and was in Kelly's Heroes, just an awesome film. And uh, most recently, The Discoverers, which is out uh, this year, in, well, in uh, 2011. But probably best known for his role in the TV series The Rockford Files, playing Angel Martin, the shifty friend of Jim Rockford. That is an awesome TV series. I haven't seen that in years and years, so, yeah. That's brilliant. We also have the wonderful Marcia Straussman as nurse Margie Cutler. Mm. (laughs) She's back again. She is. (laughs) The captain thinks that uh, Pierce is a candidate for the funny farm. Now, uh, we all know what a practical joker he is. (laughs) So, Frank, uh, why don't you tell us about the time that uh, when you were asleep, Pierce tied your big toes to the bed frame and then yelled, fire. Oh, I'd rather not, sir. Well, then uh, uh, tell him about the time he sedated you and then set both your arms and legs in plaster and hung you from the ceiling in traction ropes. (laughs) And and how when you came to, you thought you you had four broken limbs. (laughs) Then Pierce came in, you see, and cut him down. Frank, I tell you, I will never forget the terror in your eyes, that look just before you hit the bed. Do you remember that one, Frank? (laughs) I don't think I'll ever forget it, sir. Uh, We certainly won't. Pierce did that? Yeah. Yes, and I don't think a man like that should get those three days of (laughs) R&R. Neither do I. Um, Right. I agree. Uh, So the plot summary uh, for this episode. After an unusually long stretch in the OR, Hawkeye and Trapper argue, and they decide that they need 
some R and R. Unfortunately, Henry is leaving for a few days, and of course that means leaving Frank Burns in charge. Hawkeye decides to pretend to be insane to try to get a few days off, despite Frank's prejudice. He rejects a proposition from an attractive nurse, eats a plate of <laughs> what looks like human liver in full surgical garb, and reacts violently when Frank touches the plate. Trapper tells Frank that Hawkeye is losing it, and that he, well, Trapper, should take him to Tokyo for some R&R. Uncertain about whether they are serious, or if it is all, of course, an elaborate act, Margaret the uh, party pooper, calls in a psychiatrist friend, Captain Philip Shermer, to assess Hawkeye's emotional state. Now, after Hawkeye tells Sherman that he is in love with Frank, Sherman declares him to be insane, and who wouldn't be? Uh, when Henry learns of Sherman's findings, he argues that Hawkeye was merely trying to get R&R, but Sherman insists that Hawkeye needs to be committed to a hospital in Tokyo. Hawkeye, upon hearing this, confesses he simply wanted a holiday from the war, but Sherman, who has uh, designs on Margaret, <laughs> again, another one, uh, insists that he be sent for treatment. Hawkeye then concocts with Radar an elaborate plan to make it appear that Sherman is trying to molest Margaret in her sleep. Their plan succeeds. Sherman is sent from the unit, and Hawkeye is allowed to stay. What a session. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Friday. Well, somebody owes us a Thursday. Either that or two Wednesdays. So let's go ahead and start our discussion on this episode. Harry, do you want to start? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it, it, it's it's the, it's the, in that episode, it is the same thing with the plates. Why is that? Why is that? Why is Hawker <laughs> eating from a freaking plate? You have this thing about plates. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Not the human liver, not the human liver, that's it's the plate that bothers Harry. Yeah, the, the plate bothers me. <laughs> well, what do you think of the story? I, I think the, the, the story is, is, absolu- is absolutely great. I, I enjoy, enjoyed it a great deal. The, the only thing where I think if I were in, especially in Blake's position... I would, I would t- tell Margaret and Frank to drop to drop it. Other, otherwise, I, I just I just sign the transfer paper and, and transfer Frank to the front. Yeah. And, <laughs> and 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 she in the thing happens in the fifties, and adultery in your permanent record would <laughs> your rec- your army record would get get a, a permanent hot foot. Yeah, but I mean, you know, this is TV, and there. Yeah, it, it is it's TV, but. But if I were in his position, I would have transferred Frank a long time ago. Yeah, but we know Frank. Uh, we know that Henry isn't the strongest of commanders. So <laughs> he just yes. wants to make friends. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he just wants to be liked. Yes, that's it. So, Al, what did you think of this episode? I enjoyed it. Um, I I thought it was uh, it, it was it was really yeah fun. I mean, it wasn't one of the more. Um, you know, mind-boggling episodes, but uh, I like how we get to see uh, Hawkeye act a little nuts. All right, what's all that funny business there? There's nothing funny here to me, Frank. I happen to be very serious about this delicious piece of liver. Liver? Where did you get liver? They're serving hamburger. This is mine, and you can't have any. Okay, okay. But where did you get it? From that North Korean. What North Korean? The, you mean the one that... The one that croaked. You didn't. He was very clean. 
you must be loony. You know, kind of, uh, yeah. you know, just off the deep end. And um, I love the way that he and Trapper uh, decide to uh, concoct a plan to uh, get some R&R. And uh, I also love the way it ends. <laughs> you know, after everything that they've gone through, it all backfires anyway. So, you know, yeah. here we get to see that uh, the good guys don't always win. And that's a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I noticed about this episode is that they and they, they do this a lot. They use radar mm-hmm. a lot of the time. He's always the one that you know is he's always intricate to the plan. He's either you know with the telescope looking at the cards, you know checking out the, in the moose episode, mm-hmm. or yeah. he's uh, he's the one you know obviously giving the signs that Margaret is looking over at uh, this uh, doctor, even though she's not. Why do you keep doing that? Major Houlihan, sir. She keeps looking over here, and then when you look over, she turns away. Really? Major Houlihan? Does that surprise you, sir? Just this afternoon, I heard her saying in the woman's shower how great she thinks you are. What were you doing in the woman's shower? Actually, I was on the outside fixing a hole in the tent. Right. You know, he's always intricate to the story, and I like that about him. You know, He's not this bumbling idiot. He's actually part of their, you know, master plans, mm. which is very cool. And another thing I wanted to bring up is well, how do these doctors go on R and R together? I mean, there's only like yeah. four doctors on this Nash unit. <laughs> they don't know if they're going to get casualties, but doctors always seem to be gone. <laughs> I mean, I understand it's a rough job and they need R and R, but you know, to send two of your best doctors away at the same time, yeah, it wouldn't happen. You know. Oh, yeah, unless there's like a siege fire going on and, you know, but it's just it always struck me weird in this series that that these doctors would just go and not really worry about it. You know, Yeah, I mean, in reality, what would happen is I'd have uh, temporary surgeons drafted in when they have like um, standard R&R brought in. But you never see. Yeah, them, I think you yeah. see you, know, you do see it a couple of episodes, but not as you say, you, you wouldn't get two of your best surgeons going out in one in one go. Yeah, yeah. So that, that always struck me as being odd. But actually, I enjoyed this episode. It was fun to see Hawkeye go a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that was enjoyable, and and Frank's reaction, and you know, it was it was fun. It was it was just a fun episode. I mean, there, there is something about about the 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 segment where Rada is pretending that Margaret looks at Sherman. There, she's wearing a dress uniform. In the scene before that, she was wearing her regular army uniform. She was suddenly wearing a dress uniform. How did that happen? Harry's Harry's all into this continuity (laughs) stuff. I mean, I've seen. Yeah, Harry. She had to. She had to put her dress uniform on to go out and get the plates. Ah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if if you see it often enough. You notice, you notice these things, yeah. You're yeah, right, yeah, you're right. And yeah. then he watches it like he'll watch the entire series in one, you know, at one time, not one time, <laughs> but over a few weeks. And then he'll go back and watch it again and yeah. again yeah, and again and again. So and, and, and there's there's another thing when Sherman jumps jumps and Margaret ten. She says she brings brings up he's ch- jumping a young and innocent girl. Is that what you call it? Lying in the dark, waiting to spring on an innocent young girl. We brought it up in the last oh, episode. Yeah. Margaret yeah. might be young, but she certainly isn't innocent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's all that about? <laughs> and would she have acted differently if he was a general? That's probably not. Uh, yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah, she probably would. She probably wouldn't have mind. She would have invited him. 
<laughs> so, uh, Matt, what do you think of this episode? Uh, well, I, I, I really like this episode. Um, but the, the bit that I like more out of the whole of this is the start. Um, I like it when um, Hawk and Trapper have their argument, you know. It's dry! You can't make them dry enough for me. I mean, the still is dry, you knucklehead. You didn't put the fixings in last night. Well, I wasn't here last night. That's no excuse. I mean, it is, but it isn't. You know what this means? No martinis. Well, you should have enough martinis stored in your hump to last you seven days. And don't call me knucklehead. Hey, what is this? What's happening to us? Our first fight. We're always on the same side. Yeah, us against them. Whoever the them, we were always us. You know, if I was to analyze your symptoms... Yeah. I would say stress. Yeah, yeah. Irritability from overwork. That's what I got. And you know what I would prescribe? Two days rest and recreation at the R&R Center in Tokyo. Actually, I was thinking about three days. Well, you're the doctor. Shall we visit our friendly travel agent? And all over the drink... You know, all over the still, the stills run right. dry, and yeah. it's just that it's that moment of realism—the fact that you know that they've done a twelve-hour shift. Was it a twelve-hour? Sort of ridiculous. No, it was like three days. Like, yeah, three like days, three days, which is which yeah. is actually impossible to do. But that, well, yeah, too much into it because uh, <laughs> yeah, we are medical in this household. We do know these things, but. Um, <laughs> There's, the, the, you know, it's just great to see them. They're normally laughing and joking. You know, that happens a little bit more later on when it's uh, Hawk and BJ. But in with Trapper and Hawk, it, it's the first time you see it. Or and all over a drinks distill. And then as they turn around, say, "What we're having is, I think we're having our first tiff." And I think this, that opening is is just brilliant because it does it does bring only the fact that, that all they want to do is either is get sleep or just have a good drink, you know, and mm-hmm. they find that that's been taken away from them. You know, they, yeah. they have a bit of a hissy fit. Um, Stuart Margolin as well, who plays um, uh, Captain Philip G. Sherman, brilliant role acting in this, really good. He, you don't like him straight away because, you know, he's here to take away our main character. But there's also something slightly slimy about him anyway and uh-huh. you don't you really don't want him to, to have any upper hand especially a upper hand heading towards margaret um yeah uh, th- thankfully that that doesn't come out no good uh, good good little episode uh, I, I like this one cool cool and i you know i honestly like the uh we get to see uh, frank and margaret actually get the upper hand uh for once when uh, when henry was trying to convince uh, Captain Sherman, that Hawkeye was just trying to pull a fast one on him because that's what yeah, he does. Yeah. You know, they're like, "Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about." No. <laughs> uh, uh, now, Frank, tell him how wrong he is. That that Pierce is just uh, pulling a fast one, or we're going to lose him. They're going to take him away. Tell him, Frank. Frank, tell him. Major Hulan, you tell him. You mean poor Hawkeye? What poor Hawkeye? Poor sick Hawkeye. Sick, sick, sick. I, I know that Frank wasn't uh, the favorite character of a lot of people, but I, I always enjoyed Frank Burns. I always thought he was the great antagonist to our hero. 
Yeah, I mean, he's one of those characters you love to hate. Right. Exactly. Because he, he did show, uh, quite often he showed his um, his other side uh, to Hawkeye and, and Trapper, and then even later with BJ. You know, he showed his willingness to be one of the guys, but then something would always pull him right back to the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very true. And this is actually, you see Margaret very very rarely that she acts as she, if she hasn't, hasn't any clue what you're talking about. She's either on the one side or on the other That's side. That's true. Right? She's but always never, confrontational. Yeah. But this time she was acting dumb. Yeah. Uh, innocent, and, and, I guess. And it's fun to see, to, to see her acting that way. Yeah. That's true because that's definitely uncharacteristic of Margaret to do mm-hmm. that. But, it, you know, to, her, to, to get what she wants, she's willing to do whatever it takes. So. <laughs> mm. Or whoever it takes. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but... (laughs) Anything new developed while I was gone, Radar? Oh, nothing much, sir. Good. Just Captain Pierce all of a sudden went bananas and they had to call in a psychiatrist. They what? There's a latrinogram going around and he might be shipped out to the Laughing Academy. (laughs) Oh, he's beautiful. You have that head doctor report to my office as soon as as he can. Let's go ahead and talk about our behind-the-scenes. We have a few tidbits here. Why don't you start us off, Al? Well, Stuart Margolin, who uh, plays the psychiatric, as uh, Radar would say it, psych- psychiatric, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Philip G. Sherman in this episode, reappears in the second season as a plastic surgeon uh, by the name of uh, Major Stanley Stosh Robbins. Uh, and in both episodes, he plays a man who is totally and completely sexually obsessed with Margaret Houlihan and tries to assault her. He's been typecast. (laughs) (laughs) And in fact, I think that's the kind of character he played in the Rockford Files. He was always trying to attack Jim. (laughs) 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 They were in jail together. (laughs) (laughs) Editor Fred W. Berger won an ACE Eddie Award from the America Cinema Editors Organization for his work on this episode. Yeah, cool. So, nice little technical award for this. Oh, right. Tech, tech words. The character of uh, Hot Lips Houlihan was inspired by... Oh, dear. Uh, was inspired by... I feel bad now of what we've been saying. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> uh, the character of Hot Lips Houlihan was inspired by the real-life Korean war mash-head nurse Hot Lips Hamily, also a very attractive blonde of the same disposition, and also from El Paso, Texas. Uh if Hamlet's still around, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was surprised by that. I was that was a little tidbit I found that that was really cool. Yeah, that yeah, uh, that Hot Lips is actually inspired by another Hot Lips. <laughs> so uh, same disposition, same everything. So it's like they, you know, the character was already there. Yeah. So very, very, very cool. Cool. What do you mean observation? The only thing I want to observe in Tokyo is what a good time I'm having. You need tests. Oh, come on. You know I was only putting you on about Frank Burns. Of course. But you have done some pretty bizarre things. Gee, I can't imagine why. I'm 12,000 miles away from home sewing together soldiers who aren't old enough to shave while a bunch of people I don't know keep dropping bombs on the building where I work, which has a big red cross painted on the roof. All right. Guess what time it is, guys. Oh, <laughs> It's just oh, you, time. you love this segment. Come on. <laughs> Uh, pass the gin. Al, get drinking <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, here we go. How about you, Mads? We'll start with this one. Oh, yeah, go on. Go on. Give me to the, the idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Who appointed Hawkeye chief surgeon? Oh, Blake. 
Very good. Hey. That's correct. Finally. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Uh, let's do this one for Harry. Oh, boy. What was Hawkeye doing as General Barker arrived to inspect him on his first day of chief surgeon? He was playing poker. Yes, he was. Very good. Uh. I didn't have a clue. <laughs> all right, next one. This one's for you, Al. Uh-oh. <laughs> In a mass unit, doctors who are certified to operate on chest wounds are known as what? Chest cutters. No. Very good. I had no idea. Yep. God, I'm really bad at these. <laughs> All right. Evidently so. I am. Yeah. Or, you guys or, only... or better known as thoracic surgeons. There you go. Everybody got them right so far. So for me here. Here we go. <laughs> Against what rebellious tr- native tribe did Margaret's father and MacArthur fight side by side? Oh my! God, I have no idea. <laughs> Do you guys know? No. The no. Hux. The Hux. The oh Hux in the Philippines. Of course, Harry knew. <laughs> Not me. Yeah, the wow, Philippines. That's that a tough one. All right, uh, let's go ahead and find a nice question for our listeners. Who played the role of the patient in Hawkeye's documentary movie about the Mash Unit, which was in Yankee Doodle Doctor? So, who played the patient in Hawkeye's movie, Yankee Doodle Doctor? What the Sam hell is going on in here? She wanted me. I mean, I thought she wanted me. I'm a very controlled person. Of course you are. You're just having a little gyroscope trouble. A little trouble with your what? Can I get out of here first thing in the morning? No, tonight is better. Right. I'll uh, pack you some bananas and I'll get you some crackers and nuts. Goodbye, Mark. Uh, you can find MASH 4077 Podcast online at these various places. First one, Facebook. Yes, you can join our fan page and like us. Uh, I don't think you can poke us. Uh, not online, <laughs> but you're more than welcome to poke us if you see us in the street. Oh, man. Especially else. <laughs> 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 and, uh, where, where can you do that? <laughs> well, okay, come on. Uh, Al, stop it now. Oh, dear. Can't take him anywhere, listeners. Um, go to Facebook. So, yeah, head to www.facebook.com slash mash4077podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at mash4077podcast. So please follow us there. Mm-hmm. And mention us to all of your friends. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> Trend us. Trend follow, fri- follow Friday. Yeah, yeah. Like follow Fridays. And you can find us on the internet at www.mash4077podcast.com. That's right. We have a very cool website. You can listen to our podcast there. You don't have to download it if you don't want to. Or you can actually download it from there also if you don't have iTunes. We also have a blog. It's at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And uh, we'll be occasionally putting up really cool little articles and MASH stuff related. MASH stuff related? That didn't make sense. And Med Ma- promises to record his <laughs> own version of Suicide is Painless. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to that. Mm. <laughs> on, on the spoons. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you can play the spoons. I can't. <laughs> uh, he's better with the uh, forks, though. Nice. Yeah. Nice. 
And we love listener feedback. You can send your special little comments. You can send audio comments to us as well at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Yes, we love hearing from our listeners. If you want to send us comments about our podcast or if you want to send us comments about the episodes that we're discussing, we'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on these episodes as well. We also would love to get reviews on iTunes. Uh, iTunes are, are really important to us. It throws us up into different categories and just makes us more prominent and the more people will see that there actually is a MASH podcast because no one we are the first MASH podcast, just to let you guys know. I thought it was very cool that I I scoured everywhere looking for a MASH podcast, and there wasn't one around. So we are the one and only MASH podcast currently on right now. So uh, tell tell your friends, leave us a nice review on iTunes. We need the affirmation, folks. Meds was (laughs) bottle-fed as a baby. He needs the loving. (laughs) I was. I was. It's very true. (laughs) I think that's going to do it for this episode of MASH 4077. I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. I'm Al. And I'm Harry. We'll be seeing ya. For me to do my job, I've got to know what's bothering you, if anything. So the sooner you trust me, the sooner I'm going to be able to help you. Oh, I trust you. Why wouldn't I trust you? That's a very healthy attitude. Thank you. You're welcome. To be sure. Right. Wrong. Beg your pardon? Oh, I was just associating freely. I thought you'd expect that. Fine. And dandy. Doctor. Nurse. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No. We're not going to do that. Oh, well, whatever you say. Hi, I'm Al. And I'm Joyce. And, and we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the place so much, we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort reveal some amazing little-known and often overlooked gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks that we've uncovered over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. Check out Tales from the Mouse House. In iTunes. My name is Meds. And this is David Frost. You're not David Frost. Oh, right. I mean, this is Mark. And we are the present Mark. All right, get on with it. Okay. And we're the presenters of Waffle on Podcast. And we like to talk about crap TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. Would you say it's crap? Some of it. Really? <laughs> Especially the British stuff. But we were having a podcast about that, so let's move up on that. Unbelievable. You can find us at the HTTP colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com Do not smile when I say the word colon. Oh, I'm not. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of the Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. Who played the role of... Oh my god. Sorry. (laughs) 
Let's see. Who played the role of your god? Um, <laughs> it was uh, Charlton Heston. <laughs> 